How do you spend time? How will you live this day? Our gospel for today has to do with the end of time, with a glimpse into the question of when. When will time as we know it end? What will that time look like? And however we think of it, whether as the culmination, the fulfillment, the end, we can't think about the time when things will come to pass without thinking about what we are to do in the meantime. Thoughts about the future call us to look at how we spend our time now, while we are engulfed in a world that keeps reminding us how short our time actually is, how fast time goes. A world where time management is an issue, where we look around and see problems so great that even if we had all the time in the world, we might never solve them. Scientists say that the universe is both expanding and speeding up. It sounds as if even the cosmos is working against us. There's more and more to explore and less and less time in which to do it. How do you spend time? How will you live this day? As fall deepens into winter and days grow shorter, we're asked to look at time. And why not? Isn't dealing with time one of our greatest struggles? We begin this as children with their delightful incomprehension of time. Maybe you remember yourself or some child you know waking up long before dawn on Christmas Day. Is it time to open presents? When will it be time? Or maybe it's the countdown to a birthday. Is today my birthday? Is it today? How many more todays? We will also grow old. And our days may stretch out before us as we wonder how to fill our time. The time between visitors. The time between meals. The time between the great effort of getting up and the relief of another bedtime. For most of us, time is a problem because for us it is a limited commodity. We have to make choices about what we do and when. Surely one of the great human questions is a question about time, and that question is, when we want to know how much time we have, 
how long we've got, what the deadlines are, when. Thankfully, we're not alone in asking questions that begin with when. When was the disciples' question on that day in the holy city, Jerusalem, looking at the most beautiful thing in the world, the most beautiful thing they could ever imagine or have seen, the temple adorned with beautiful stones and precious metals, brilliant, dazzling in the sunlight. And Jesus, their tour guide, says, all this will be rubble, ruin. Not a stone will be left on stone. When, teacher? When will this be? Give us some warning, some sign that we might know. But Jesus responds, not with a countdown or with a calendar, not even with some good clues for calculation. He doesn't say when. And as for the clues, the signs, well, we may be surprised by how unclue-like they really are, because they're really rather general. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines. Certainly these are not very specific, not enough to set a watch by. In fact, they are unfortunately as predictable and familiar as if Jesus had said, the sun will rise and set. Spring will follow winter. Winter will fall. Yes, there will be wars and earthquakes and famines and plagues. There were then. One of the wars brought down that most beautiful temple. But as we know all too well, there are still wars, earthquakes, famines, and plagues today. No age has been without these calamities. And sadly, the time does not seem to be near when they will cease. The enemies and strategies and weapons and targets, they change but the constancy of war does not. No, Jesus is not predicting the end here. He is not a doomsday forecaster. But Jesus does not call his disciples to forecasting. He calls us to faithfulness. He doesn't tell us when, but he tells us how how to live, how to use our time. It is significant that rather than signs of an imminent end, Jesus tells about things around us in the world, things that demand a Christian response. Not forecasting, but faithfulness. Jesus confronts our fears of living in dangerous times he does not promise rescue from the world's distress. Rather, 
Disciples are called to serve in a suffering world, bearing witness to the God who will not let suffering have the last word. Jesus gives us signs, things to watch for, but not because they help us predict how long we have, but to tell us that there is no more important day than the day we have, the day we now live. The wars, rumors, earthquakes, famines, and persecutions remind us that there is a need for a witness to God's love and that we are the ones who are to bring God's love to people who are hurt, people whose lives have been torn apart when nation rises against nation, or tribe against tribe, or people against people, or family member against family member, when hurricanes strike and terrorists strike out, when people are hungry and sick and their lives are slipping away. Jesus gives us signs, but they are not useful for predicting the end. They are useful for showing us where God needs us to be, where God is. Among the poor, the lost, the least, the lonely, the weak. Jesus tells his followers in the midst of these things not to be alarmed, not to be terrified. Don't fill up your time with anxiety and fear. We need not be afraid because we have confidence in the ultimate triumph of God. Knowing who holds the future, we can be aware, but not alarmed. Fearful, but faithful, not forecasting. What does the future hold? Besides war and earthquakes and famine, are these endless? Will every age know pain? Will time march on and on and on, bringing only sorrow to the world? No. God holds the future. And we get glimpses. It is a generous and a gracious God who holds all life, all time, all our days. So we are freed. Freed to be faithful to live every day as if it matters, not because it might be our last, but because God holds the last and everyone until then. We can live as if this is the most important days of our lives because it is, because it is God's precious gift, an opportunity to show love, not fear, to be aware, 
not alarmed. How do you spend time? How will you live this day? My friends, live this day and every day knowing that God holds them all and he holds you too. Amen.